Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. If you're a creator, athlete, or entrepreneur, luck can only get you so far. Having the right skill sets are critical in your success. All Skill No Luck makes handcrafted, custom-designed flannel wear. Made in the United States and based here right in Oceanside, California. They pride themselves on quality, creativity, and attitude. The perfect brand for the Creative Brew. Use promo code CREATIVEBREW10 and get 10% off and free shipping within the United States. You can check them out at allskillnoluck.com. My next partner is Elevate Coffee Trading, and if you appreciate specialty coffee, enjoy outdoor adventure, and love helping elevate the lives of children around the world, then you're going to love Elevate Coffee Trading. Their mission is to extract hope through love, coffee, and adventures. There's free shipping in the United States, and every bag of coffee helps sponsor health and education for children in coffee-producing countries and in areas of need in the United States. You can use promo code ELEVATE21 on your next order, and you can follow their journey on social media at Elevate Coffee Trading. Or you can visit online at elevatecoffeetrading.com and let's start extracting hope together. And this show is brought to you by Tennessee Grappling Apparel based out of the Knoxville area. Lifestyle wear for the modern wrestler or grappler. Use the promo code CB10 on your next purchase at tennesseegrapplingapparel.com. Welcome to a new episode of The Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. Today, we have Luke Bricker, a great friend of mine, someone that I've met uh, over the past couple of years. And, um, I, you know, I, I really feel like, you know, along your life, there's always people that uh, you instantly find a uh, connection with, um, that you you resonate with, um, not only physically, but from a just a, a spiritual uh, standpoint. And um, so, um, you know, finally being able to, to bring on Luke and and talk about you know just various topics and and subjects, and uh, so yeah, I, you know I you know what I'm gonna let him sort of share his share his story, share his origin story, and then uh, we'll we'll get the episode going. Cool, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, so fun, like you said, man. It's been been a long time in the making. You know, we met each other through some creative sort of stuff. I was working on a. Uh, co-working project and you dropped in to check that out so that's fun for the origin story of how we know each other (laughs) so i know you because of your creative work you needed a space to do it you know so it was cool um yeah so origin story how how far back like what uh what parts i feel like i have like a lot of different things i could approach it from a lot of different angles you know i'm guessing more the creative journey uh well i mean whatever like i said this is the creative bro whatever whichever way you want to approach this is completely up to you um if everything you know everything is relevant if it fits then hey go ahead and share it all right man it's it's been a brew indeed uh with a lot of different elements in it um i almost feel like as cliche as it might sound but i feel like all of the parts that have come in through life has been just a creative journey. Um, I'll be 33 in a week from today. And um, yeah, it's just been a unique, unique time up to this point. I was born in Miami, Florida. Um, I was born as a pastor's kid. My dad was starting a church. 
in Florida. And then um, whenever I was young, we moved back to the Midwest where my parents um, moved to Florida from in Indianapolis. And I always felt like as a kid growing up, um, no disrespect to my Indiana family and, and friends, but uh, I, I live in San Diego now. I live like probably three miles from you where you're recording right now, you know? Yeah. But I never really felt like I was uh, at home uh, in Indiana. Like Indiana, and my dad reminds me all the time, like, hey man, Indiana's home. It's time to come home. But I'm like, you know, like I, I never really felt that. I remember some of my earliest memories uh, riding the bus to school which is foreign to my kids here in California. We don't have a bus system here, but, you know, growing up in the Midwest, just feeling this deep inner sense of like, I, I don't think I'm where I'm supposed to be. And that's really weird for somebody who's five or six years old to have that sort of like gut heart awareness. Like, you know, I, I just, I don't feel like this is it. I don't feel like I am in the space that is designed for, for my unfoldment or whatever. And then it took many years. I always daydreamed about moving. Um, but anyways, just about how I got here uh, was because I had this desire to create something new, to do something different, to embark on something that I felt like hadn't been really touched on or happened before. And I didn't really have the clarity of what that was. But in 2016, I decided to take that that journey to move to San Diego from Indianapolis. And I felt like over a three-year period of time of discernment that, that was, this was the place to move to. I have a wife and two kids and um, made that leap, sold our house, sold some stuff, gave stuff away, moved across the country, uh, put stuff in storage. I literally rode my motorcycle around looking for a job and a place to live um, and just really wanted to do something different in terms of spiritual community. And um, I feel like in a lot of ways, like that's been my creativity. Um, it's bled into a lot of different things. I'm a musician. Um, I love, love art, love film, been really tinkering more with uh, taking videography uh, seriously and, and things of that nature. Uh, but my art's really been helping people understand who they really are and uh, helping people unfold into the fullness of their incarnation. And I think that each and every one of us, we are a creative journey. The, the brew that's within us has all these different elements and, and all of these different, uh, you know, uh, sometimes bitter and sometimes sweet things within us that, that create the fullness of who we are. And so the creative journey for me has been pulling out the deep true self that's within me um, and using those aptitudes and skills and talents to help other people fan into flame who they are. And that is a creative journey in and of itself. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I know we, we talked a lot and, uh, you know, talking about different, different things and different concepts, um, you know, even, and, and I know we, we've talked a lot about, you know, even about Christianity, about the church, about spiritual spirituality um, and, and other things. Um, what, you know, with what you're doing right now, um, do you feel if you, if you were back, still back in Indiana, do you think you would have the awareness, uh, of what you have now, uh, being out here, maybe being in a new environment, being exposed to different things, or do you think 
still been in Indiana. You do you think the things that you um, that you talk about now or that you read or, and and meditate on? Uh, do you feel like that would have sort of that you would have grown into that eventually, or do you feel like you know maybe you would have been limited being in Indiana? For me, I I know that I was and would be limited. Uh, in that space. Um, now, everybody is different. Their design is different. Um, shameless plug for human design. <laughs> but sometimes when you look at your design and who you are, for me, um, I am where I am. So a lot of people, they say, you know, I am who I am, you know, and no matter where they're at, they're just sort of in the full embodiment, full throttle of who they are. Doesn't really matter what environment they're in. They're just going to be them. Um, I, for better or for worse, I, I don't have that as much. I really do mirror my environment in a lot of ways. And so my development and my growth has been through me whenever I'm calm and centered and grounded and understanding. I make choices of people that I'm around and places that I'm in. And that really helps shape who I am. So in Indiana, I notice even whenever I go back to visit, um, I begin to mirror those around me very quickly. I adapt and adopt people uh, around people in places. And that goes to then like values and things. So where I've grown on the spiritual path or even just the creative path or my life path, really, it's been because I've made choices to put myself intentionally in places that I know are going to be in line with those values that sometimes become blurry if I'm too close in places. So, you know, and not that people can't flourish in places like the Midwest or, you know, the South or, or some of these places that aren't, we don't think of as aesthetic. Um, some people have that capability to do that. Um, I, I just don't, I have to be in an aesthetic place. I have to be around things that even in my house, like I have to got to have green around me and colors and, and all of these things just inspire me. And so even at that, my exposure to people and to thoughts and ideas and philosophies, um, it was always deep within me to want to expand, but it wasn't the container for me to expand in. And um, so putting myself here and taking that risk uh, to move out here um, has put me around people and put me in places that I would have never been to uh, before and growth that I never would have had you know, other than being here. So that's for me, for others could be different. I'm kind of jealous of people that can just, you know, they could just lock themselves in a basement and create something incredible. You know, it's like, I don't know how you do that. I, I just, I have to be, I don't know. I have to, it has to be pulled out of me. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I definitely understand what you're, what you're talking about. Yeah. You got some people, some creators, they can golly, they can sit there and, you know, just zone out and not talk to anybody and just create something amazing. And then you got some people that, you know, they, they need that, the, that environment, they need those people around them and, and certain things to, to sort of, um, you know, play, you know, mangle back and forth and um, to be able to pull something out of them. So yeah, you know, everybody, everybody's different. Um, but um, really the, the end result is what, you know, anyone would care about, um, you know, everybody's processes and techniques are, are, are different. Um, I know with, and like I said, we, we, we've got so much that, 
we could probably jump into. So I want to make sure I, I take this. <laughs> uh, we we do this in chunks. Um, yeah. So um, going on, so going on going along your creative journey, um, you know, and and you know you're on that spiritual path and and looking to to grow um, as a person. You know, what would you define? Uh, because you know. <sighs> This is this is the day, and then like I said, and I know this is always could be a quote unquote argument. Um, you know, coming from you know coming from the south, coming from a, a real um, you know Bible Belt conservative uh, background, um, and then coming out to to the west coast, coming out to California, you know, you you see a more uh, open style of uh, of spirituality and a lot of different concepts. Uh, coming from from different different people um you know even for you you know how do you what would you define as um you know as what would you define spirituality as and then also too you know um with christianity you know what do you really define christianity as yeah yeah i mean that has evolved so much for me you know i'm a pastor's kid and um i've always had interest in philosophy and theology. Uh, and even though as a teen, I, I didn't express much interest. I actually had to go to a Christian school my senior year of high school, because it's the only way that I was going to graduate on time. So I went from my, I hated school, man. I mean, and like many creatives that are probably here, it, it's not really the container for a lot of us. You know, we just are, we're just different. And the quicker we can admit our, that those, what those differences are, all of a sudden those faults become features and we're able to actually really live into it. But um, I had to go to a Christian school my senior year. And so I went and did a, uh, you had to do Bible class. And I remember that was one of the first times it's interesting growing up as a pastor's kid, I had a much different experience than many kids. And, and uh, I learned that later I got invited to speak. I was a youth pastor in Indiana and I got invited to speak at a pastor's kid, like, event and all of the stories and all the things that I had to say, like none of it was connecting. None of it was landing. I felt like I was bombing and it really wasn't that I couldn't communicate. It was just that my experience was just so different than the typical PK experience. My dad really never, uh, not never, but he didn't have these deep conversations with me about the themes of the Bible or attributes of God. It was, my dad's very much he's great at what he does, but, uh, he's more of a CEO than anything else. He, he's very entrepreneurial, had businesses before he went into ministry and, uh, you know, has benefited me in other ways of learning. But, um, as far as like, uh, philosophy and concepts and ideas about spirituality and God, a lot of that was just kind of left to my own understanding, um, or what I picked up while I was at church. Uh, we used to have two Saturday night services and at our largest time, like four Sunday services. So it was one of the first real attractional mega churches on the South side of Indianapolis. And so it was just, and what's neat about that, about my dad is that he, um, we were only really allowed to go to like one service. He didn't want us to get burnt out, which is a different experience than a lot of Christians or pastors, kids, you know, they think more church, the better. But my dad knew that you know, if you were oversaturated in that, that it would turn into burnout. Um, and so, but I was left to just sort of pick up what I learned about God at the church. So at home, it was just sort of basic fundamentals of just, you know, surface level stuff. 
Um, but I always craved the depths. I always craved something that was deeper, wanted something more meaningful. It had to be more than just the simplicity of just three points of how God wants you to, you know, be a better husband or whatever. Not that that's not wrong, but it's just, you know, even I'm a Scorpio, you know, I, I like the depths. I want something mysterious, the, the mystique. I want something that is, you know, going to really just pull me into a different transcendent place. And, and, you know, sort of the, the, Christian fundamentals with, you know, smiling guys and thumbs ups on books, like just didn't do it for me. Um, it, and it's fine. It's good stuff. You know, uh, all of a sudden, Joel Osteen, you, when you start to read other books, you realize like, oh, like he's just basically regurgitating the power of positive thinking, which is a great book, you know, like it's fine. I just, I wanted something deeper. And so I uh, ventured into really conservative Christianity uh, for a while because I wanted something more complex. I sort of figured out the system of what people call Calvinism and also realized that whatever God that is, is not a God that I want anything to do with. Um, and began a, a, a time of deconstruction in my life and deconstruction is just sort of taking apart things to see how they work underneath the surface, right? It's, it's a lifting up the hood to understand this car's you know, whatever, like, let's see what engine is inside of it. So I began to take apart my faith in Christianity um, and some pretty, you know, uh, now I see as beautiful ways, but it was pretty traumatic going through that, especially moving to San Diego as a part of that and supposedly being a church planter while not understanding if I, or not even knowing if I wanted to do anything, if I wanted anything to do with Christianity, you know, and I'm supposed to gather people to hear me talk about stuff that I don't even know that I believe in anymore. Like what, like it's crazy. So, but about spirituality, uh, I definitely feel that it's been a process of evolution to understand that, that God really is not in the, in the business of picking sides and picking teams that God is expressing God's self in and through all beings in and through all things. And we are all simply coming to the awareness of the divine that's already within us. And I would argue that Christianity already has a lot of this baked into it. Um, we've just been hijacked by a sort of uh, uh, very sort of, you know, enlightenment, not like Eastern enlightenment, but like the Western enlightenment, very like truth, rationality, facts based, I'm right, you're wrong, apologetics sort of faith. We've kind of been hijacked by that. And at the detriment of really what spirituality is supposed to do for any of us, and that's connect us to the infinite. It's to help us realize the eternal that is actually at present, that eternal means separate from time. And in this present moment, mindfulness here and now is the transcendence of time and space. It's the eternal now. And I think that Jesus uh, is a great teacher in showing us what it looks like to be. Um, one with the divine, to be one with the Father, to use some archaic language, but also to be somebody who is mindful of people uh, who aren't at the top of the food chain, who is mindful of the the weird uh, crap, I'll censor my word that I'd rather use, the weird crap whenever politics and religion get in bed together. And Jesus helps us show a spiritual element of what it looks like to be embodied and to be one with the divine, but also a very humanitarian element of, you know, we're going to flip tables because you're charging people to pray. Um, so 
that's sort of my understanding of Christianity. I have a more contemplative approach. Uh, I don't know that I would you I would be selective in the places and spaces that I use that term and label because I don't know how helpful it is. But I definitely think that your own spirituality is a creative journey in and of itself. And the problem is we've had all of the uniqueness and the beauty clipped off to fit into molds. And as we know, in art or anything else, that never creates something beautiful. That only creates carbon copies of the same thing over and over. And then you become factory workers and lines and repeatable machines. And that's why you have churches spread all over the town, but yet right next to each other, playing the same songs, teaching the same messages. And that's not art. And that's not the reflective beauty of the divine. Um, that's just people regurgitating. And we now we've taken something that was beautiful, clipped off its wings and just made it to be this very boxed in, uh, easily repeatable method. And that's not creativity to me. So that's my tangent. Hopefully that answers your question. <laughs> I can I can always count on Luke to give me a very, very <laughs> uh, complex. I, know, I wouldn't say complex, but um, it, it very deep. It, it's, it's very and there's a lot of things that you can take um, to take from that. Um, yeah, I mean that's and it's really interesting. I mean I, I know I find myself always. Um, sort of deconstructing um, certain things, even now, um, even, you know, um, I, I, don't, I don't know if you ever uh, read uh, Bruce Lee's um, book before. Um, I think it was the, uh, golly, Jeet Kune Do, uh, Lord, I, I, I hate it now because I forgot the title of it. Um, I've not read it, so um, you can make up anything. I'm gonna be mad now because I, I used to remember <laughs> that I knew the title and everything. But the the biggest concept, the biggest concept that I ever took from uh, Bruce Lee's book was the act of deconstructing. You know, he's really philosophical uh, with his with his art, and and um, so yeah, the biggest thing was you know learning how to absorb people's styles, absorb you know absorb knowledge, wisdom everything and then you will get to a point to where you will have to de deconstruct everything till you get to the to the really to the essence to the you know to the core of what you're trying to become uh and that that's something you know honestly I, I find myself um doing the more even the more I do you know research on my on my book and and I find new knowledge and um and wisdom um the more I allow that to sort of absorb in, in, in me and then figure out ways of, okay, how can I deconstruct everything uh, to I, until I get to what I am actually trying to communicate, what I'm actually, you know, here for on this planet. Um, I, yeah. I think in some, some form or fashion, I think everybody wants to find that answer. Uh, I think all, everybody's always seeking in, in some way. Um, you know, sometimes it, you know, things can, uh, I really feel like sometimes things can um, disguise themselves to to sort of get them out of the act of, get people out of the act of sort of figuring out, finding out more about themselves uh, or finding new knowledge. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think in essence, I think a lot of people are always trying to figure, figure things out, you know, find out who they are, um, realize that what they previously thought, you know, five or 10 years ago could be completely wrong. Uh, and 
knowing that you can always, there's always, <laughs> you know, you can always find new knowledge. You can always, find, you know, find a new awareness about, about yourself and about, you know, who you are on this, on this planet. Um, you know, I, I know you always, I, I've seen you start to frequent more, um, you know, quick shout out to humanity showers. Uh, yeah. they do a lot of great stuff, uh, here in Oceanside, but, uh, I, I know you've started to come out there and, and, uh, talk to some of the individuals more and, and, you know, I, I find myself, you know, just being, you know, just being in gratitude and being blessed to be able to, um, you know, encountering those. So it's not to say, you know, I, I, I definitely, you know, hope they, a, a lot of those individuals, I, I hope they get a, you know, foot up. Uh, but at the same time too, it shows me, you know, what humanity, you know, actually could be and what it is and learning, um, really learning how to just be a, a good human being, uh, being a good citizen, not only of just the United States, but being a good citizen of this planet, uh, and being able to take care of, uh, everyone, um, because uh, we definitely can't rise if everybody, you know, if, if people are sort of down and, you know, you got other people rising up, it's not going to help, you know, our planet at all. Uh, yeah. We all have to, to rise together. Um, With that on the humanity showers, do you mind just a quick point on that? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, I think that for creatives um, or even people who are on the spiritual path or even if we think of higher vibration or things, Sometimes we, we don't want to expose ourselves to certain places and spaces out of maybe a subconscious fear or whatever. Or I've heard, I think it's kind of toxic, uh, but, you know, kind of a new age thought of like, well, I don't want to be around those people because they have a lower vibration. They're going to bring my vibration down. But you look at, again, Jesus, who was a fully realized being, and he was with sick people and homeless people all the time because you become an environment within yourself. And now all of these things, you're able to bring light into these places instead of being so scarcity that, you know, oh, these people are going to take my light away from me. And something happens in you whenever you expose yourself. Like I go to the, the showers or, you know, we went out on the streets for over a year, just giving socks away every Wednesday or whatever. And it's like, I didn't document or post anything about that because I think a lot of times for creatives too, because this is a creative brew, you know? getting outside of your your lane or your bubble like literally like last week when i saw you there i'm just like i have been like by myself in my own like creative like tunnel vision for like a week and i have lost touch with like flesh and blood humans and i'm like i just need to show up at the showers and just have some conversations with some people and if you want to talk about real conversations <laughs> these are people that don't have filters you yeah. know what i mean they're not their ego's not there they're not trying to get you to think that they're somebody like it's the brass tax humanity over there at the at the showers or just walking around oceanside and so anyway to that note and to a point for creatives like man like get out of your lane and out of your bubble and out of your comfortability and embrace like just the real sometimes harsh reality of what the human experience is like. And that just does something not only for yourself, but for others. And, and again, it raises what you're talking about. A rising tide lifts all ships. That was the name of the co-working space that I met you from, right? Yeah. Rising tide. It's about everyone together. And yeah, so you don't have to preserve anything within you or protect. You can be a actual 
beneficial presence to people in the world when you're confident about the light that's within you, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you ever get a chance, uh, anybody that's in the area, you know, swing by Manning Showers, um, give some coffee and have a conversation with, with, with one of those people. And I guarantee you, um, you, you will hear some stories. Um, and it, yeah. it's one of those where I know anytime that I, I talk to them and I, I've created, you know, a rapport with a lot of them. I mean, I know I pretty much know most of them by name now. Um, you know, it's just one of those to where, um, you know, with it, seeing that and knowing that, you know, even at my capacity, being able to just help in some small way, um, that that's the world to them. That's all they want. I mean, a lot of, for a lot, for a lot of people that's, that's homeless or, or just maybe they're, they're, you know, looking just to, you know, you know, get, create a better life for themselves. You know, they, they just, they don't want people to ignore them. They don't want people to say, Hey, look, I'm just invisible. I'm, um, you know, you just go walk past me. Like I'm expecting you to give me money or anything like that. Um, I think they just want respect. They just want to be seen. Uh, and they just want to be heard. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a ongoing, uh, issue. And that's something that's always, um, you know, hopefully, you know, it, it can be resolved in some form or fashion, but you know, that that's going to be an ongoing battle It's probably an episode for another time. Yeah. But, um, but you, I know you mentioned uh, a little bit, and this is something I, you know, I love to sort of, sort of deep dive a little bit. And you talked uh, uh, briefly about, you know, energy and vibrations and what could you, from your experience, what do you, what would you define that define that is because I, I, you hear a lot of people talking about it and actually it's starting to become more mainstream now um with with that knowledge but from your experience how would you define you know just vibrations or or energy how, what do you define that as yeah i think that everything well i don't think i mean it, it, science tells us everything's in vibration everything is frequency it's all moving it's all a happening all of this is a happening and it's all moving at particular vibrational uh, frequencies. Um, and so whenever we're even talking about high vibe or low vibe or whatever, I think because it's become kind of mainstream, um, there needs to be greater education about what that actually is. Because when people say low vibe, they really just mean somebody who's like maybe having a bad day or being negative for a second. Uh, people would say high vibe, that just means that they're like in a good mood. And it, that's not really what vibrational is. Vibrational tones are, it's, it does shift, it can shift quickly, but it's, it's more so about the state of being that is deep within you that's being expressed. So to think that we're going to not have any negative emotion or be upset or frustrated or, you know, that's, that's not being low vibe, that's being a human. The difference is, is that the core of your being the reality of who you are beyond the ego, beyond the roles that you play and beyond all of the things that you're trying to project into the world. Becoming a higher vibrational person just means that you're looking at things, I would say, through not fear or desire. Um, and desire is one with kind of an asterisk that we can make a footnote about, but I'll keep moving for time's sake because I'll get distracted with that. But fear or desire is, is 
am I making my decisions? Am I living and moving and having my being? If I really get down to it, am I doing this because I'm, I'm fearful or scared or, or have a, a personal agenda? Or am I truly orienting myself towards love, towards service, towards compassion, towards grace? And really to get back to my pastoral Christian roots, you know, is the fruit of the spirit. Like, am I orienting myself towards love, peace, patience, joy, kindness, gentleness, self-control? We forget that's a fruit of the spirit too. Like, you know, uh, probably forgetting some, but the point is, is vibration is a particular state that we exist at, not necessarily, it's a difference I think between like weather and climate, right? Like climate is a different thing than weather. It's like a storm comes and passes fine. Regardless, San Diego has a Mediterranean climate, whether a storm comes or not, we're going to be at a Mediterranean climate because of our positioning and understanding vibration is understanding your vibrational position in your expansion, in your growth, in your awakening. And um, so that's how you can move into that by small choices each and every day that as a being raise your vibration, not just being around somebody who like spilt coffee on their pants and whatever, you know what I mean? Like we don't have a proper understanding of that. So the way that I define that is, is your state of being, your inner being, where is that? Um, love and service? or fear and desire. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, the, you, you, great point. You brought up a great point on that. And that, that's something that, like I said, I'm always um, researching on and, and I know I, I sort of talk about it in, in some, some form or fashion, but um, yeah, you, you're, you know, what you talked about as far as, um, you know, your definition of, of vibration. And, and I know that there's been all kinds of studies, people, like I said, there, there's people, all kinds of people out there now, and, you know, they've got vibrational scales and, you know, uh, as far as what, you know, going all the way up from, I guess, like ecstasy, joy, peace, going all the way down to, you know, envy or, or, you know, fear, or, you know, all those varying, uh, various scales. Um, so, uh, and I, I know just, uh, and actually, talked uh, actually briefly about it earlier this morning and then talking about, you know, even meditating and, you know, people were trying to, they, they had issues with, with meditating and I, and I'm an active meditator and I, I tell my, and what I, what I said was really talking about knowing that, okay, you've got a vibrational set point and there, there's, you know, you can go either way during the course of the day, you can, you know, what you talked about earlier, you know, you could feel happy, you know, one minute and then, heck, you spill your coffee or something happens and then you go, you drop down real quick. Um, but you always, I feel like you always sort of, sort of go back to that, to that little state, that, um, that little steady state um, hey, hey. that, uh, that you're normally, that you're normally at. Um, so learning how to, you know, keep yourself on a certain level to where, you know, whatever good or bad happens, you still rise back up to that, that one specific, uh, vibrational state. And, um, so, uh, and really the, the trick is learning how to practice it. And I, I think a lot of people, um, you know, trying to make the time to, to practice that intentionally and saying, you know what, um, you know, whatever good or bad happens, this is, then this is something I tell myself every, every morning, 
literally when I get, well, actually, first thing I tell myself when I get in the morning is thank you for a new day. And then after that, I, I ask God, you know, the universe, you know, like, how, how do I need to show up today? Um, and, you know, not asking for anything else. Like, how do I need to show up? And, you know, really coming from that point of being a giver, uh, of, of knowing, you know what, you know, if I, if I come from the belief that I've got all the talents, all the skills, everything that I need right now, what could I give that's going to, you know, be beneficial for someone? Um, you know, and that, that, I think that's something that I, I you know, I, I, I try to practice and I don't get it right all the time. You know, there's some days where I just get up and, and I'm just cranky for some reason. Um, and then there's times where you know, I tell myself, you know, it's going to be a great day. You know, and, and you, you said that, I mean, that's, that's part of the human experience. That's, that's part of saying, you know what, you can't have good without the, the experience of bad either. Um, yeah. You know, you can't experience something great and not have knowledge of what, what the bad, the bad part of, you know, the bad part of that is. Yeah. Um and uh, I, I think that's just part of the sort of dual, dualistic sort of nature uh, of the human experience. You know, I, honestly, you know, I, ideally, you know, we want to be in oneness uh, from a universal standpoint. But, uh, you know, right now, from that sort of dualistic standpoint, you know, on Earth, uh, you know, you, you have to have knowledge of the, the shadow along with the light and i think christ yeah christ definitely knew that and he was aware of it um and you know knew knew how to merge the the two and um and i, yeah. I think from what you know what you you know talk about is is you know knowing what those scales are knowing that you know what is in actuality what vibration is and knowing that hey you know you can go into an environment be aware of it, but it's not going to, if you're really been practicing on it, it's not going to upset you. That's right. You should be at a point to where you're able to observe it and, you know, see it for what it is. Um, you know, if we attach to it, uh, I think that's when, you know, that's things start to drop when we attach it and we attach it to our story. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it and we can always, golly, there's so much stuff we can talk about with that. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. for, for a lot of people and, and what, and what actually got me down this path was, uh, and I, and I know I've told you before, but for audiences, you know, I'm working on a, uh, uh, you know, a sci-fi book and, um, yeah, I started deep diving and, and really getting into certain readings and knowledge. Um, and, sort of, the, you know, talking about vibration and energy and frequencies and, um, you know, all the things that are actually, that actually impact this that we don't even see, um, you know, even from a scientific standpoint, you know, we only see a small percentage of visible light and there's, you know, golly, there's a whole range of different frequencies that, that hit us on a daily basis, but we only see a, a small percentage of it so um so yeah you know you get into all that knowledge you start to you know absorb it and, and it increases your awareness too and knowing that um you know there there's i which i really feel like there, there's so much more to 
to know when there's things that are unseen that are probably around us all the time. You know, you can call it, you know, spirits or ghosts or, you know, guardian angels, uh, anything. I mean, all those things, um, you know, I really feel like is, you know, they're always around us. Um, but what, what do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I went through a time where I think just sort of fed up with all of that, but cause I grew up in a charismatic environment, you know, so everything is, you know, pretty spiritual in that, that way, even though I, we didn't really talk about the theology or the philosophy of it all. It was very much, you know, you want to keep clean, you know, from, from all of that and don't expose yourself and don't give the devil a foothold or whatever it might be. Right. And my wife too, she grew up going to our church and, and her parents were Pentecostal before that. So it's very much, even to this day, there's like a, you know, you don't want a spirit of fear, you know, right. It's very like, there's this sort of lurking energy that's just waiting for the opportunity for you to have a thought and just hit you through the back door. Right. Like, I don't think that anymore. Um, I think that was definitely some archaic ways to get people to stay in line. Uh, and it worked, uh, fear, you know, when you can't get people to love you, you just got to scare them. And, um, that's what church and Christianity did for many years is <laughs> the teachings of love within themselves weren't enough, you know, and there was, you know, buildings to be built and, you know, emperors to have wealth. And so we needed to figure out a way to get money and extract money out of people. So let's scare them and tell them all these things. But as far as energy and, and, and even angels or anything of that, like we vibrationally, we, we don't understand all that's coming around us all the time. And I've went through a time of being like, yeah, very rationalistic, whatever. But I had a really far out experience. My wife and I did that was undeniable that there is some level of dimension that's happening that we cannot see from this paradigm and perspective. Um, I call this, this is like the fifth dimension because it transcends time. You know, you're three dimension, fourth dimensional time. And everybody right now, especially in a lot of the spiritual community is talking about the 5D and the new earth, right? And I believe in that. Um, but I, I don't know that we have had some of the wisdom and knowledge of how that actually manifests itself in our daily. Um, but in that fifth dimensional space of goodness, of growth and, and of, you know, uh, transcending the time and space in the material universe. There's also things that, um, could feel from this point of view and perspective, dark or, you know, um, demonic or things. Um, but I don't, I, I think that that's such a small percentage of things. Uh, I think a lot of it's what we read into it. Um, but as far as energy, man, like we, especially creatives, like, to come back to the original elements of, of your podcast here is like creatives are more sensitive to this anyways. Um, we're more aware of in spirit or energy. These are, these are interchangeable words. These are synonyms. These are things that we can use to uh, define it. And so it's like, man, like I just get a good energy. I get a good vibe about you. It's like, oh, but that's a good spirit about that. Not that it's an actual like, hidden like weird cloaked person you know but it's a it's a vibration so i don't know if i'm answering your question quite right but i do think that there is unseen elements that influence us and i do think that it's small decisions and choices that that help shape us on the meta uh 
but I definitely don't think that somebody's like, uh, you know, invisibly hiding, trying to tempt me to like, I don't know, like eat the donut that I shouldn't eat or whatever it might be. Right. Like, um, yeah, I, I think it's a lot more deep than that. Uh, than just like, yeah, the, the spirit of whatever was trying to like keep me drinking or so. I don't know. Like, I don't know about all that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always up for, um, for, for really deep, you know, deep discussion. Um, cause we, that's all we I always... know how to do by the way. Sorry. So no, no, that's, no, this, no, this is fine. I mean, this is, this is what the, this, what the show is about is yeah, getting, yeah, yeah. you know, getting very, you know, different concepts and getting, getting new ideals, you know, new topics, you know, people, people like you that, you know, that may be on the, on the, on the fringe of, um, you know, Christianity or spirituality and, and sort of developing their own sort of unique, um, you know, views and, and perspectives and twists on things. I mean, that's what, you know, this is what the show is about. So, uh, yeah, there's, you know, no wrong answer, no wrong answer in this, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in this interview. Um, so we'll, we'll come back around, um, you know, right now, I mean, what, what things are inspiring you right now? You know, what things, uh, when you wake up in the morning, you know, what, what things do you, from a creative standpoint, um, inspire you? I have, I mean, you really caught me at a good time. And I, I think that there's like, uh, I think there's divine timing for things. Cause it's interesting that <clears throat> we've known each other for about two or three years, you know, we've always talked about doing this episode and we haven't, you know, um, Cause I think it's the right timing for it. I've pressed more into my creative journey now more than ever. Um, you know, doing a lot of the trying to uh, get creative in terms of what a pastor could be or whatever for years or what church could be. Um, I'm really not doing any, any of that anymore. And I am doing a lot more creative work at this point. Um, still doing a lot of things. So what I get excited about is a few different things. One, just the, I guess, transition, I'll get to more of the, the obvious creative stuff, but a good transition from what we were just talking about is making that shift from being a pastor to a spiritual director or a spiritual companion. Uh, I like the word companion a lot more. Direct, spiritual director is just something that in the Catholic tradition has been around, you know, uh, since 300s, the desert fathers, but people would go for to see a spiritual director um, companions a lot better because I think we're all walking along this path and everybody is so unique. And so their stories are so like individualized to themselves that we have these bigger themes, but each and every one of us are expressing those themes in very unique and nuanced ways. And I think what I've learned is through like, uh, some of my pastoral stuff is we, again, we, we try to just box people into things. And so I've been really loving the creative process of walking alongside of people and seeing their life, their patterns, their path and learning tools. So like really orienting myself towards like human design or even astrology or the Enneagram or different things like this, different modalities that are tools that help us uncover who we are that I think are creative to experience the full spiritual human experience. So what gets me out of bed in the morning is being a spiritual companion. I love that. I've been uh, doing more uh, content again. I did a podcast, uh, which you joined me on before, 
uh, did a podcast for a long time um, under a different name. Um, and it was Spiritual Nomad. And that's what I went by for, for many years. But for a long time, I felt like that was not my, that really didn't embody who I was. Because yes, I was feeling nomadic for a time through that deconstruction, a lot of wondering, a lot of curiosity, having doubts, more questions. Uh, but really over these past couple of years, I've entered into a deep state of knowing that I'll always be curious and I'll always ask questions, but it's really a deep knowing when your identity is like uh, more, more in your awareness than just trying to plug into everything or everyone else. When you know who you are connected to the source, I don't feel nearly as nomadic as I did whenever I started that project. And so just understanding that I'm my own being expressing myself and walking with people into wholeness that's really been a lot of my journey so i've started making some youtube videos again um just sharing ideas like this less regimented as i used to be before more open um less uh focused on my my timelines and that's really brought me into diving more into my my camera again and understanding that like there are things that that we tinker with and we wonder like, man, like, I wish I could do more of this or that. And it's like, you can, you just need to do it. And, and, and I think that's the big thing with creatives is sometimes we get romantic about the ideas of things. And at least for me, I get, I romanticize what it would be like to really be in your lane and your groove and in your creative self all the time. And it's like, no, like, the roller coaster, the high and low, the all of it, the full embodied experience, and the skills that you want are there. It's just make, like every day, like I'm going to go out and I'm going to shoot for an hour and just see what comes up, you know? And I'm going to bring it back and throw it in the Lightroom or Premiere or whatever and just see if anything was good, you know? And if nothing's good, it's fine. I learned a few things about lighting, I learned a few things about what I need to do next time. And so, yeah, just really. Uh, really diving back into to some of that and capturing feelings and thought and emotion uh, through images and and pictures and um, yeah so and then I I have some clients that I run social media for and build websites for and things so um, I love sharing their brand and getting their essence and really putting that out into the world too it's a lot less pressure on myself to come up with things all the time. It's like, ah, oh, like I can just help you bring your thing into light, you know, and I can unplug from my stuff for a little bit that I'm frustrated with or whatever, you know? So yeah, that's what I'm excited about. That's awesome. awesome. Now, what, now from your, from your experience, why do you, why do you feel like it's, it's so hard for people to, uh, to, to, to get going? Um, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of people with creative talents that dream about doing certain things. Um, why yeah. do you, it could be photography, videography, you know, writing, you know, uh, music, design, you know, anything. Um, why, why do you feel like it's hard for, for people to get started? Um, for me, I, I think one of the key elements today is you're always faced with competition or the illusion of competition. We are addicted to our phones and social media and we're always looking at other things. And, and I think it's, at least for me, it's paralyzing 
to see people steps ahead of you uh, doing what you want to do. Um, and I think at least for me, uh, it's spending less time in comparison and more times on things that give you joy. I think another reason that people don't get started either is, is they, they think about step seven when they really need to be thinking about step one. Um, for me, like I've been working on my book as well, and I've had a few different variations of it over the past couple of years. And I really feel like a few months ago, I'm like, I've locked in on what it is and what, what the theme is and everything. And it's like, okay, great. Like I charted it out and I outlined it. And then it was like a week went by, you know, and it's like, okay, I need to go to the next step. Now I did that step. But again, for a long time, it was hard because I was only thinking about writing a 300 page uh, book on this. And I'm like, man, I just, every time I'd sit down to write, I'd be like, I, I can't get that much content. And so I'd put it away. And so I think it's just understanding what is the next step on the process for you and understanding like you don't need to know step seven, five, or even three, like I, the, the old verse, right? The, the, it's the, the lamp into your footsteps, into your path. And it's, you only need to know the next two steps. You're not supposed to have the, the hallway lit up. And I think as creatives, we get down on ourselves because we don't we're, we're kind of forced to think like business people in a lot of ways to begin with the end in mind, right? And have this very, very foundational, like clear idea of what the end thing is that you're going to sell and make money on and monetize. And sometimes for creatives, it's like, yeah, like, I don't, you'll figure that out. Like when you get there, like you don't have a book to sell until you actually like sit down to write the book and you don't really can't write a book until you outline it. And then, you know, so it's like, just taking it one step at a time and I'm preaching to myself, you know, and I'm finally at the point now where I'm able to start formatting it in a way that like, I'm not even going to make a book in a traditional way. Like it's going to be very colorful and big font and small font and everything. And it's like, I didn't know I was going to do that until I outlined it and wrote most of it, you know? So I think that's what paralyzes people is comparison. And then thinking about steps that are way too far down the line, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's that is the truth. That's the truth on that. Um, so, creative tips. You know, what is a creative tip or tips for our audience? Uh, for me, it's it's create what you want to create. Um, I think we are so obsessed now with social media that we're creating based on what might get likes or views or go viral or whatever, and Every time that I've done that, I feel like there's a piece of me that I, I betray myself when trying to create in that way. Um, so the creative tip for me is do not betray yourself at the expense of some illusion that you're going to gain fame by, you know, doing it this way or that way that really isn't true to you. Uh, again, it comes back down to knowing who you are and your true self and your true self always knows. And your body and your heart wisdom will always show you what the right path is for you to begin to take the steps of creation. And you are a, a, a divine being that is co-creating at all times. And um, that co-creator wants you to be you or else, you know, the divine wouldn't have created you to be you like the full expression and the gift of who you are is, uh, 
is where the gold is, man. Um, can't do it for any other reason than that. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, words of wisdom, you know, before we sign off, you know, um, those, those words is going to resonate with people's, um, you know, hearts and, and spirits. Yeah. Uh, words of wisdom, man. I mean, even as you say that, um, you got to know who you are uh, through the process. And again, sometimes you don't know who you are, but, but put yourself around people in places that can help fan into flame who you truly are that aren't trying to use you or be in competition with you. Um, and man, like even you said, like I changed my handle on my creative to brother Luke, because the truth is I wasn't the spiritual nomad. I'm not the spiritual nomad anymore. And I don't want to be too hierarchical and put myself some way farther down the road place. Like I'm a brother. I'm, I'm someone who walks side by side with people. And I think that's the thing. The word of wisdom is, is that, um, man, be honest about where you're at and who you are and, and not needing to be anything other than that. Uh, we don't need anybody else to try to become someone else. We need the full expression and the full range of individuals and who they are and honest about where they're at, authentic about where they're at and honestly transparent about where they're at in the process of creation, who they are. And um, we're just seeing the smoke and mirrors just go away. Um, we're just not buying into to the hype anymore, I think, as, as humans. And the best word of wisdom is, man, just be truly honest and be patient with yourself and your creative process and right foot, left foot. It's the only way you walk anywhere, man. So don't go yeah. too far fast. Yeah, that's Steady. true. That's good. That's good. Um, so before we get get done, you know, how can people reach out to you, um, get connected with your content, everything that you're doing online? Um, what's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, uh, I have my website, um, easy one, loopbricker.com. Uh, that has pretty much everywhere that you can find me. So pretty simple. Um, and then, you know, uh, on YouTube, just youtube.com slash Luke Bricker. Uh, I have, you know, couple, two Instagram accounts. One's personal that I do more of my own stuff and posting more of like the video things. And then my other more spiritual side, which is brother Luke, just brother with no vowels dot Luke. Um, and so, yeah, trying to do more TikTok, <laughs> but We'll see how that goes. I think every creator's trying to, especially millennial creator, man, we're like, okay, I guess we got to keep up. But um, yeah, pretty much my website has everywhere where you can find me, lukebricker.com. So nice and simple. Do videos, have some book stuff rolling out. I do spiritual companionship and uh, social media management as well, too. So that's awesome. That's great. That's great. So um, for everybody listening today on this live uh, live uh, recording, uh, I hope you got a chance to uh, to meet Brother Luke and everything that he's got going on, a lot of his ideals, a lot of you know just his thoughts on uh, spirituality and Christianity. Um, you know, it's an amazing individual. Like I said, I always I have the pleasure because he he lives close to me, <laughs> uh, so uh, I get the pleasure of seeing him all the time. But you know, for 
everyone that may not have that luxury, you know, you can connect with him uh, on Instagram, uh, do his YouTube and then check out a lot of his content uh, and his podcast too, as well. Um, you can, you can check out all that, uh, all of his content. Um, so um, quick shout out a um, couple of sponsors that, you know, I always give shout outs to for this episode uh, or actually for the show. First of all, um, Elevate Coffee Trading, uh, that's based out of the Dallas, uh, Texas area, uh, extracting hope with every drop of coffee. Um, been a great partner of mine. Uh, so quick shout out to them. Uh, another another sponsor is Tennessee Grappling Apparel um, out of the Knoxville area. Uh, they actually do uh, design a lot of uh, merchandise and apparel for, uh, for, for wrestlers and grapplers. So uh, check them out at TennesseeGrapplingApparel.com. And then Next Level Inspiration. Uh, this is actually started from one of my former um, college wrestlers. And he's got an inspirational lifestyle brand. Uh, he's got merchandise, uh, speaking engagements, um, wrestling uh, wrestling camps, and he's got all kinds of things going on. I, I believe he's working on a, developing a uh, daily journal uh, too, as well. So uh, you can check him out. Uh, all that, all this will be on the, in the show notes uh, too, as well. If you want to get connected um, with any of those uh, brands. Um, so uh, other than that. This has been another uh, awesome episode. Oh, quick note too, almost forgot. You'll see this episode on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast, as well as our radio partner, uh, heliumradio.com, that's based out of Florida, um, St. Petersburg area. So this episode will be available on radio uh, very soon. But podcast version, you can see on, uh, this will be out in a couple of weeks on Spotify, SoundCloud, and uh, Apple Podcasts, and then this video you'll you'll be able to see on my YouTube page at Quantel Langford. Um, if you want to support the show in any form or fashion, uh, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash the creative brew, and then for the price of a cup of coffee, uh, you can support this episode as well as uh, all the other episodes and uh, keep it help keep the show going. And you know, as we uh, march on, uh, so we're getting close to I believe your episode one fifty nine or on one sixty now. Um, so we're, we're trucking along here, getting close to 200 here, uh, sooner or later. But, um, but like I said, Luke, uh, definitely thank you for, for coming on, sharing your wisdom, sharing your insights and, uh, Hey, other than that, be cradle, stay inspired. No, I'm not exempt from it. My only coping mechanism was to get blooded, but it's a different day beginning of a new era. I gotta make a change. Yo, I gotta do better. Arrive versus every time to keep the skill sharp. A rock shows.